Hey, everybody, welcome. Uh, tonight I'm having a conversation with, and I, I, we're going to use all three names Mark, Sean. Is it Poles or Pools? Pulse. Real Pulse. easy. And please don't use all three. That is okay. uh, serial killer slash assassination. <laughs> I'm uh, Hi, how you to Mark David Chapman. Uh, tell me in 1980. <laughs> uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, James Earl Jones, you know. <laughs> John Wayne. Gacy, uh, how are you? Good, how are you? Sorry, I, I just you had you had all your names up there, and I'm like, okay, are we gonna? You I know, it's call your Mark Poles. I was just gonna, I was just gonna have my first and last name, and I'm like, you know what? It fits. Still, it's only twelve total letters, so why not throw it together? That's true. We're not. It's a recent out. change. It's not something. <laughs> it's, we're we're not charging to buy the letter, so you're good. Yeah, and obviously we've jumped, we've jumped off into uh, unknown territory right off the gate here, right out of the gate with uh, serial killers and all kinds of good stuff. We know um, we go there. But, but uh, Mark and I were recently on, I'm going to blank on the, uh, Rise and Outshine. Yes. Uh, I, I should take notes, but I don't. So everything comes out of the memory. So sometimes it takes a second. I can't and, wait. Uh, we, I were, think we were on the show together, right? So, yeah. That's how yeah, we, it was that's great. How we, Fun uh, time. Kind of met. Yeah. So, um, so you're doing a thing called Knocked Conscious. And, and so, uh, we're not conscious. It's it's almost like when you say it, it makes sense. But when you think about it, you're like, wait a minute, this doesn't make, <laughs> well, yeah. make sense. There's they're missing two letters in there. Un. It still doesn't it's make sense. Un. <laughs> well, so the whole concept. It's taken a couple iterations, but um, the whole concept was I was struggling at forty, and I started seeking help. Uh, a lot of people seek psychological help, psychiatrists, things like that. I went to a neuro-linguistic programmer, NLP, if you've ever heard of that. Mm -hmm. It's a different type of hip, like they go through more of a hypnosis or meditation type uh, piece. And yeah. um, interesting. so how it happened, it's still, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, but during the first meditation I did with the gentleman, I had a psychic precognitive vision that in my opinion happened the week after so why but you had it while you were in in the treatment but yeah it was a future kind of uh situation yeah so i'll, I'll have to explain it so it's really weird but basically he was doing like a guided meditation. He's like, you're on the beach and you look up and you see this eagle feather coming down from the sky and you put it in your hand. And then you pick up this jewel in your hand and you look up at the sky and you see these window panes. And you know, like, uh, did you ever, you, uh, I think you and I are probably older school, but I remember looking through window shops to look at TVs back in the day. Like oh, right. Christmas time. It's kind of like a, a louvered kind of window. So it's all right. So you're kind of looking yeah. through that. So, so think of these like panes of glass and in those glass, there were reflections. Mm -hmm. And I saw a black man in a suit behind a podium and he looks like he's shaking someone's hand to his right. And then he moves yeah. to his left. And then I see like a flash, like a gunshot. And okay. I had a visceral emotion to that. 
And do, do we know who I, the person was or no? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm getting you too far ahead. No, no. <laughs> I love it. No, thank you so much because that this is great because we're just chatting here. Right. Because once again, yeah. this is like. If if I didn't experience this personally, I would I would not believe it, to be to be completely frank. And mm-hmm. so um, so I we come out of this meditation and I go. Remember, this is when Obama was there. So I saw a black man in a suit behind a podium. You kind of make that weird connect. I'm like, I just saw Obama get shot. Like it was really? just a weird, like it was like it was my knee-jerk reaction to say that, obviously. Sure. Right. But your subconscious well, kicks, was you this know. the time when he was first elected? Yes, this is it was yeah. during his presidency. Okay. So, so then, yeah, I mean, to be or honest with you, I think right a lot of people thought he was going to get shot because he was the first black president. So, right. You know, there right. wasn't there wasn't a lot of positivity in the air at, uh, with some people. <laughs> there was a little concern there for a while, to be yeah. completely for yeah. sure. So that was on a Thursday. So I had my I had my sessions on Thursday. Well, I come in the next Thursday and I'm sitting with the gentleman and he starts telling me a story about this thing that happened the night before the shooting in South Carolina with the mm-hmm. Clementa Pinckney, who was mm-hmm. a pastor. It was a shooting a uh, white supremacist Dylan and roof shot like nine people. Okay. And there's a video of Clementa Pinckney in April of 2015 is when this happened. And there's him behind a podium making a speech and he made the exact mannerisms that I saw. Weird. It's, it's odd. I'm happy to share it. Once again, this isn't, this is what I've experienced. This doesn't mean it's real. It's just what I've but, experienced. But, but so you had this uh, prior to the event happening. Yeah, the but, week before, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. you're but it but because of you know maybe because of just popular culture as it was or as it is, lack of content. You, yeah, then yeah. you were like, okay, my, my thought must have been this, but then this other thing happened in reality. Right now, now mind you, when I came out of that first vision that I had with this gentleman, he said that either happened in another dimension or it's going to happen somewhere or it's going to happen. Something weird like that. It was very odd. Kind of like astral. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Precognitive something, right? Quantum, yeah. whatever. You know. Yeah. So, so um, uh, he's the one who made me aware of it. He's the one that said you're subconsciously put Obama because black man in a suit, like that's mm. exactly what you would think. Right. He's probably the most famous black man in a suit at the time. Correct. Because he was the president, it was 2015. So yeah. So I had this vision. So that was that was odd, but it it knocked me conscious to this other world Ooh. to go down the rabbit hole. Cool. So I started looking into consciousness and what's going on with all of that. So I started doing other meditations. So this next meditation, a few months later, I had this meditation and I see. This gentleman, and I don't want to use names because it, it, I'm not here to dox anyone, but it's a very mm-hmm. prominent military gentleman. And I saw his face and I associated him with another person because they look alike. So I thought I was doing the same thing with the other with the other vision, mm-hmm. if that made sense. Yeah, I'm talking to my NLP therapist and on the way out, it's like, oh, by the way, I just had another meditation and I saw this guy. Now, my my therapist is like a very deadpan person. And for mm. the first time I ever saw him, he viscerally shifted in his seat. Like you saw, and he stopped and he paused and he goes, you saw who? And I saw, I just saw a vision. He was in the corner. He just, a picture of his face came up. And I, you know, I know him from this thing mm. back in the day, 
but I just can't. And he goes, he kind of sits back in his chair and he goes, I have, uh, I served un in command in the British army under him in South America. He was a U.S. leading the forces. I served under him and I actually have a call with him tomorrow. Oh, wow. How strange. <laughs> so I little things like that happen. So now, did you can you don't have any control over it though? You're you're this is just like whenever you it just sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. You don't have any yeah. triggering, you know, like okay, I feel funny today, so today's the day I'm gonna get something. Nothing like right. that. Right. No, but when I do go into meditative states, I see not good things a lot. Mm -hmm. So I try to I try to avoid it to be completely this, honest. This sounds horrible. Didn't you want go through all this so you felt better? And then now it's you're just burdensome. getting more traumatized? <laughs> yeah, it's really burdensome. It's really burdensome, but it's kind of opened me up because I come from a very science side. I, I don't come from spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm into you have to taste it, smell it, feel it. But let's be honest, some things are not explained yet, right? You know, we've oh, no, never gone faster than Yeah. Right. We, so we, like, we kid ourselves into thinking we can explain everything. Yeah. Right. Well, the example I use is imagine taking a big lighter and going back in time to caveman mm -hmm. time and making fire in your hand. They're either going to stone you or praise you. There's not really, <laughs> there's not really there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I think it happened and it became organized religion. And there you go. Exactly. Right. No, I'm just, like I'm just don't, nobody get all mad at me. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, no, not at all. We're just having fun. <laughs> so, and, and so, so I had this experience and then sometimes it's fun. So this one experience I had, I was with my ex-girlfriend and we we're eating and I look at her and I go, I wouldn't eat this on a boat. I wouldn't eat this with a goat. And I start <laughs> quoting some popular person, seriously. right? Yeah. Right. We're coming up to a red light and there is an entrance that pulls out prior to the red light. We're at a red light. So I let the car in front of me. I could have pulled up to the red light and let him pull up behind me, but I stopped. Mm -hmm. The car pulls out the license plate, D-R-S-E-U-S-S, -S, stickers all along the back. Mm. You know, how do you, you just like weird. It's like odd. Not, I don't know how right, to explain yeah, it. Happenstance or, or the uh, coincidence yeah. or yeah. Um, uh, what? what's another word? Dang, I'm trying to think there's another just, word. For uh, you know, it is. It's, you know, it's some whatever. I don't know. So well, it's, it's kind of like the zeitgeist. So you're in the zeitgeist at the moment and, and it's all yeah. happening and things are popping out to you. And, yeah. and that's cool though. But I mean, it would be, so have you tried the lucid dreaming or anything like that? Uh, I've, I've done a lot of different types of things. Yeah. I've actually worked with a, a, a psychic. Uh, oh, what am I? Bleh. What am I talking about? I, it's been such a while since I've done it, but like a psychic reader, you know, like mm -hmm. a, uh, I work with somebody who did that and she did a reading with my mom and myself. And it was about a trip going home that I had planned with my mom. And she had told three or four things in the order in which they happened. Mm. And that was interesting. And That's I, it's very specific and I can go through it specifically as well. Yeah. You know, I've That's done past life regressions uh, where <laughs> I did a past life regression. I don't know if you're familiar with what that is. Sure, sure. Shirley MacLaine, all over that kind of stuff. She was in a yeah, book. So basically, yeah, you go through a meditative state and you're with someone who guides you and they walk you through and you start seeing visions of past lives. You walk through. Mm -hmm. And I'll share the I'll share the uh, audio with you, Bob, and you'd be like, that is really interesting. But basically, right as the person tells me that I'm entering the realm, the audio goes very different. Mm -hmm. 
and it's basically unlistenable after that but something comes something's making noise it's mm. very odd so so it's it's little things like that and i'm both terrified fascinated but trying to understand it mm-hmm. and i just you know it was like i said it was like a knocked conscious moment so now i'm just very open to ideas and trying to figure out things yeah so th- that's interesting so do you still um do your uh meditation on any kind of interval now or or is it uh, still therapeutic for you or um has I it has it gotten where every time you do it it, it becomes traumatizing and so you're like maybe not today yeah yeah i've i've actually backed away from the from it because it it does become a little burdensome for me personally mm-hmm. um and there's a lot of people talk about like protecting yourself and things like that but you know it's i don't i think it's it's helped others at times i found it to help others when i can mm-hmm. interact with people in a different level it's not mm-hmm. necessarily talking or you know even touch the 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 interesting thing for a lot of those things is just this lack of control so you know like you mentioned that you know these things just happen and and you don't necessarily well, you don't actually want them to happen sometimes because it's negative, but um, you kind of go into this, you know, state and then it goes in directions that you have no uh, clue. That's the scary part of it. And that's, I think, what a lot of people like about all these things is because it is so random. And, um, and and that's you know part of the mysteries of the world as it were is is the randomness of it all even though maybe there is actually structure to it we just don't know what that structure is yet yeah and that's really what i'm trying to i don't know piece together with the experience that i had because my my experiences are definitely not like people talk i've not done for example dmt or Mm -hmm. psilocybin i do have medical other stuff but i don't take that stuff and i don't have visions like people talk about the people in those worlds if you've ever heard dmt trips and things these are legit futuristic events that have happened so if i'm happy to share one more that was just really odd i was gonna say like cyber still was actually coming on as a depression uh um uh small amounts of cyber is a depression medication these days absolutely yeah, yeah, it certainly is. I mean, it's really interesting what Colorado is doing with theirs, although mm-hmm. Colorado just did something very weird today, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> this would be interesting. That's a, are they? Do they touch your state in Missouri? No, right uh-uh. no. So oh, we're uh, unfortunately, well, fortunately and unfortunately, uh, Kansas is in between. Okay. Um, and if you've ever been to Kansas, there's a whole I've lot been of through. Kansas. Yeah. yeah I've been through uh, Missouri, uh, took that route down to then through Oklahoma to Oklahoma mm-hmm. City to the 40. Yeah, I've driven yeah. cross country like six times, so I've yeah. driven through the same Louis a couple of times. Yeah, so yeah, Kansas, Kansas, and Oklahoma. Uh, but if you want to get the, you know, if you're heading to Denver, you go through Kansas, and it's just a long yeah. haul. Yeah. So but no, go ahead. I'm sorry, so, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no worries, no worries at all. We could talk all anything yeah. you want, Bob. I love, I love all the the different topics <laughs> we could probably discuss today. So, um, so I was doing a meditation circle with a psychic medium. And she was heading it. And basically it was a circle. And what what happens is there's these things called guided meditations where they mm-hmm. tell, you know, they kind of, there's a goal to the meditation. Like this one was to see someone on the other side who has passed, like a loved one, like a grandparent or a great, you know, an aunt or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. So basically we turned on this one guided meditation that was supposed to guide you there. 
And I start seeing basically what happens is I see black and then I see waves of purple come through. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I saw this picture of this really fine German beer glass with a gold, fine gold painted lip on it. You ever see like a really nice, pretty beer glass? Two gold. That was an old beer from Germany. (laughs) And, And then I saw, and then I saw a picture with like wheat beer, you know, golden wheat beer right, in yeah. a pitcher uh-huh. pouring into it. And then I saw this smelting ball, you know, where you heat metal and then you pour right. it out. Yeah. I saw a smelting ball with gold and then it was poured into the beer. Well, that's weird. Right. So this is what I saw. The, no lie. I think I might even have the recording because I recorded the, a lot of the meditations. Mm-hmm. So everyone's sharing their story and everyone's like, oh, I saw my great grandmother and blah, blah. And I'm sitting there like, <laughs> I saw, I saw beer and I saw like a bunch metal, of beer and right? some gold. <laughs> right. Right. So like I let myself go last and I usually do. I'm just like, let everybody go first. Cause my stuff means nothing. Just it's meaningless. It's useless. Mm-hmm. So it comes to me and I go, okay, this is what I saw. And I explain exactly what I explained to you. Mm-hmm. Everybody's looking at each other. Like what's this weirdo doing here? <laughs> The psychic medium, no joke. She goes, I can, val- I can validate it. She gets up and leaves for a second. Everybody else is looking around. I go, guys, I, I, I can only tell Look you what, what I saw. Done, and- Mark, you've scared right. off the medium. She comes back with a can. She goes, I was cleaning off the table. I wasn't sure what which uh, table to use, but I used this. And she puts it down, scotch liquid gold. Oh, there you go. <laughs> she just, just sprayed the table with scotch liquid gold before we got there. Oh, like wow. that's how that's how it works and i it's got to be something i just don't know what and it does it doesn't make me anything it just i just yeah. caught it like an antenna i so i've been kind of chasing that a little bit and it's been it's been challenging because i'm not it's what i've experienced takes me away from the quote-unquote religious god that we're told about as humans right yeah if that makes sense so it really conflicts with that struggle of going now, whenever the other people were, you know, saying, hey, I saw my grandma and all that kind of stuff, right? So since you had such a different experience, um, I mean, because, I mean, the skeptic in me is like, how many of these people do you think were just kind of, you know, playing the script? Along. Yeah. 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 And, and that and that is very true. You know, yeah. very true. So, I mean, I've got I've got a couple more stories I'm happy to share, but I, I'm here to share with you. I want to I want to yeah. get to know you too. So, so, uh, but basically, mm. what my thought is, there are these thoughts of how this came to be for me, mm. and I had a really traumatizing car accident when I was 13 years old. Okay, see now the, the, this see I think this is interesting because I think a lot of times when you have these weird experiences later in life, there's usually uh, some something that's happened though. A real quick side story is a friend of mine I went to high school with. Um, his mother, um, I'm trying to think of what happened to her now. So, his mother, um, I think she had like a stroke or you know, some type of a brain, uh, you know, damage basically. Um, and um, when she came out of it, she couldn't speak English anymore. She 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 was uh, born in Germany, but she hadn't lived there since a child, and she had this stroke. And whenever she came out of it, she only spoke German. Yet she didn't speak German most of her life. Wow. So I mean, th- that's why. So no one could explain it. And then she had to relearn English. 
Um, right. which was weird. So this kid, you know, was, I think we were, oh, so it didn't come back at some point. It literally had to be re- completely. No, re-learned. she had to go back. I mean, it came back quickly, but it wasn't like, you know, the next day, you know, right. she bent over and all of a sudden she spoke English and like a switch or anything. She had to go back through the process. Now she wow. taught English as a second language, I think. And so we were probably, you know, what, 12, 13, 14, something like that. When this happened, and it, I mean, can you imagine your mother is just speaking German now all of a sudden after you've known her, you know, for 12 years? <laughs> but anyway, the, the point is, is that you mentioned this accent, which you're going to tell us about. Um, it, it, some These things happen and it's a mystery because, uh, you know, the brain is such a mystery and uh, so forth. So let, 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 let me let me hear your uh, situation you were in a car wreck. Well, what I find interesting what you mentioned as well is uh, there was a woman who had uh, some kind of dental surgery mm-hmm. and she came out of it and then she had a British accent <laughs> and she never yeah. had anything like that before in her life. That's and it was, there's like, you can just Google, like Google that story on YouTube. I mean, it literally there's stories yeah. about on TV, you know, where she literally has a British accent. You're like, she's from Texas. She never left the state. <laughs> yeah, and she comes that's out pretty of pretty far surgery. field there. Although they do yeah, say, actually, southern accents do come from uh, Britain. Uh, yeah, you would hear some of that. I could hear British, too, yeah. like the southern. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's interesting, too, for example, like, uh, for example, not I don't want to get political on this one, but uh, the uh, Fetterman had the stroke and he had the aphasia for a while. And mm-hmm. you watch that debate and you're like, this guy is unfit. And I watch him now yeah. and I go, wow, he sounds much different than he did four months ago. Right. Yeah. You know, so, it does yeah, take weird. time and you know how interesting the body can heal yeah, how it heals itself and so forth. Yeah. In weird ways. Yeah. But so, so you, so you said point, you were a kid for an accident when you were 13, you said? Yeah. So to your point, I found I'm, there is a correlation between, between possibly some trauma and some of this stuff. And mm-hmm. it might be like, you know, the people that the imaginary friends and whatnot, like, right. were yeah. open to the ideas more. Cause they didn't have maybe it at home or something who knows. Right. I'm just right. trying to spickle. Like I'm open to any thought of what might this, this might be because I really am confused and it could be a physical thing in some way that creates this in, in some traumatic way. But um, so I'm finding this with a lot of people. They've had some kind of trauma for me. I was 13 years old. I went to a baseball game. It's a very, int- very weird story. There were four of us that were supposed to go Two people backed out. So I was riding along in a cargo van, some old crappy cargo <laughs> van in 1988. We scalped the tickets. Now, where this is in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So there's a row of 50 scalpers. So you just randomly drive up to a guy. Right. They tell you five bucks a ticket or whatever, right? You give them the tickets. They give you the cash. You're in. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole row. So when you go to buy them, same thing, right? It's a whole random experience. You just pull up to somebody. They buy your ticket, right? Right. So we're there, first inning, second inning. I think second inning, this couple pull, walks in and sits down to the seats next to us. I'm some smarmy little smart, smart ass kid. <laughs> kid. I'm like, hey, how much you pay for those tickets? Because we know how much we scalped them for. Mm-hmm. So they told us, and it was a woman maybe t- between 28 and 32, maybe 35, young woman. And I was only 13, so it's kind of hard for me to gauge. But I remember kind of just razzing them a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So on the way home from the car accident, I get ejected from the vehicle. I get transferred 
I have an out-of-body experience where I remember hovering over my body and seeing the flashing blue and red lights and fuzzy, mm -hmm. just fuzziness. Um, that's all I remember from the accident. And then I remember some stuff being done to me in one hospital, but I got transferred from one hospital to a different hospital overnight. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about what happened to me and the, the variance, it keeps adding another layer of probability to this thing that I'm about to share. Mm -hmm. I end up falling asleep. I wake up the next morning and as I wake up, I look and there's a woman sitting there and it's the woman that bought the scalp ticket. Hmm. And I was like that. I literally did like what, like, I did like <laughs> right. a what are you doing here? Right. Cause it was almost like the last person I saw. before. Are, my are accident. they selling tickets for the hospital these days? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Right. So she said she was a, a doctor at the hospital and she was doing rounds. She recognized me. She saw me till I was awake. She walked out. I never saw her again. Hmm. Now, if I put in together the pieces of the other stuff, and if I were to just make a couple loose assumptions, which unfortunately you have to, because you don't have proof here, mm -hmm. perhaps she wanted to make sure whatever happened took. I, hmm. I don't know. Like it could have been a soul exchange, you know, it's things like that. They talk about those things. And I, I don't know. I, I will say I'm, I've been different in personality and some other things. I was a very different child like than yeah. I, as an adult. So did you, did, did, did you hit your head or? Yeah. I mean, I obviously you hit your I head. Hit head, head like, but yeah. Okay. I don't yeah, know if you I'll, can see it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I hit my head and I broke my femur. So I broke my, just above oh, okay. my knee on. So oh it, it was certainly, yeah. Yeah. And um, like I said, it's, I'm, I just don't understand. And, that, uh, my, that region of your head's not a personality region necessarily, but right. that, that we don't know. I mean, right, typically right. You hit your frontal lobe is where your personality, ten, they think your personality tends to lie, but. Right. Um, now, the, this is where I'm going to take the, this is where I'm going to take a weird step. And I'm not, once again, I don't prescribe to this. I am open to any idea because we don't have proof one way or another. Right. So I'm mm -hmm. not going to, say that this is what happened but they do speak of this soul switch and if i recall leaving i recall hovering and if that switch happened at that moment it might explain a change in something the mm -hmm. way i am some things might turn on differently and other who knows how the biological electrochemical stuff happens right the energy right, matter right. i'm it's just really hard because it gets bougie bougie but i i do want to be scientific about it because so i'm not you was it a market uh, market change in personality? I mean, obviously, if you're a 13 year old kid, you're a little smart ass no matter what. But yeah, not as uh, much for me. But I got more. I got more recluse. I became more recluse. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was a lot more outgoing, and the uh, person very similar to my situation had a very similar accident as well, mm -hmm. and he uh, he um, went the other way. He went from like a wallflower to like being very open and gregarious. Really? Yeah. So that, that does. Yeah. So what's, so if, so do you want to hear more crazy or, I mean, Oh I'm, no, I mean, this is all very fascinating. I'm, I, well, <laughs> Cause I'm happy to share like how the journey I, happens. Cause like it's these little steps that were like, well, I'm trying to, the let, me, hold, let me pull you back just a second. So I'm trying to think yeah, about the soul, the soul switch idea. So, cause this is something that uh, is interesting uh, on a lot of levels, but I, I wonder how you would um, 
make that happen. How you know how you would be aware. So basically what, what would happen? Right. So would you, did you, whenever you woke up, like, is it a, like, I don't, all my memories were fuzzy or, it, and you know, it was kind of like a, uh, or I remembered things that didn't really happen to me. And I talked about them and then people were like, what are you talking about? We, we didn't even go to that game. I don't know what you guys are. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, so it's a good point. Yeah, it's like a memory along with the energy, right? Is the you memory can't have does both, the memory right? accompany the soul, right? Yeah. In a weird way. In yeah. A weird way. Those are all great questions. And I I I was, you know, like I said, this is a uh this is a concept that people have put out there for me. Mm -hmm. I I think I actually kind of had almost left and came back, but I don't know. Who knows, right? Like I I don't know. But something changed in me generally. And going back to that moment, seeing how who could have bought a scalp ticket from a random person that I scalped it to. And then after two switches from a hospital after a car accident, the next morning, be the first person to wake up to. Right. Seems very in a, in a city of a million. Are, people, yeah. Right? Odds aren't in your favor on that one. Yeah. It just seems yeah. weird. And then never to see again. Like the, it was like the way in hindsight, it looks weird. You know, it's not weird when it happened. Right. It's weird now looking back on it, reflecting on it. So. Now, do you think, do you think that, you know, um, like I had an experience when I was really ill that I thought I saw my cousin, but it wasn't my cousin. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? So I, right. I was like, I was like talking to him and he was, you know, like I, I was much younger, uh, I have an older cousin and it was actually somebody dealing with a carpet in my parents' house. But um, I like, oh yeah, my cousin was, was here that person and, out and, there. Yeah, and then there they weren't though. But right. in my head, I was like, oh yeah, he's he's out there helping fix something. Right. Um, do you think that it was just you know mistaken identity or A vision? Yes. Really were... So my mom, my mom walked in when she was there, and okay. then she introduced her, and then she left. Yeah, yeah she. I, my mom knows that she saw her, but my mom wasn't at the game, so she couldn't validate it was her. If right. that would make sense. So right, I saw she, her. She was a person she that was up my, yeah, yeah, I saw her. I, she stood up when my mom came in. She said, "Yeah, I was at the game." She explained how she, how we crossed paths, and okay. then she left, walked away. Now, once again, I was thirteen. Perhaps I misremembered that. To be honest, Bob, I'm not. I'm, no. I'm not going to. I don't doubt. I'm just saying that that's one of those. No, they're great questions. And, and, and everybody does that to you because um, anytime you have an odd experience, it seems like. Uh, you know, nine times out of ten, everybody's gonna say, Are you sure you really and think you better? That? You know what I mean? Yeah. You better be darn sure, or you better yeah. at least ask the questions, right? These are absolutely look, I question it daily, I still try to figure it out. Yeah, well, and that's the hard part is because then as time goes, yeah. then as with that question, then you, you have doubt and doubt and doubt and doubt and doubt, and so then you yeah. um uh, end up doubting yourself when you know maybe you shouldn't yeah uh, it, it becomes interesting and like i said because of the experience i've had and because of the opinions i have about people who have the experiences i've had mm -hmm. um i try to be careful if you notice it's like i don't practice that as like a job because yeah. it's like i don't i don't feel confident in my in whatever it is for me mm -hmm. but it has happened right if that yeah. makes sense so do so, you find yeah. um do you find that uh I'm trying to think of how to phrase this uh 
I take no offense, so please. Ask no, no, that. I'm not trying to. I'm trying to get <laughs> get my thoughts together. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. um, do you find then that that you are more believing in others? I guess would be the thing. Since you've had this, so do you find that you, whenever you uh, talk to somebody else who had something, do you, are you more likely to be um, uh, believe them rather than not believe them given, you know, no matter what it is, like somebody says, you know, I just saw the, the devil run by or something like that. And you're like, Oh really? Where, where'd he go? And um, as opposed to other people who be like, okay, come on, you know, enough with right. your nonsense. Um, I'm a skeptic, but I encourage people. So, cause like, don't, don't people have skills that you don't have? Like I can't play oh, an yeah. instrument to save yeah. my life. So Who's to say that part of somebody's brain isn't an instrument that got tuned a we a different way growing up? I mean, there it's funny because we talk about like racial difference, but the variance within each race is bigger than the variance between the races. Oh, yeah. You know, the racial the racial thing like, is you know, there's more difference between people than there is between the races of people. Like, yeah, it's it's crazy. So it, you know, yeah, it, I am more so open nice. to listening to asking them. But this is what I am. I'm a skeptic because I still question myself. I'm telling mm-hmm. you what I saw. That doesn't mean I know even that it happened. I still question it. Whether so, would you be whether it would was you think it more believing if it happened to the person as opposed to the person saw something, or are you? Is that is that difference matter? So both are experiences. So if someone saw a, a, a UAP that was like mm-hmm. disc shaped or something like that's an experience yeah, of visual. Yeah. So that one's different than someone who had a site. Like what I saw is like, I just saw something happen. And then a week later it happened. Like, right. They're both, they're both special. They're both sensory, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're senses. So, and then they do get interpreted. We are human. We are flawed. So we're going to perceive within our life, how, how that information came in. Right. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. So going down the rabbit hole, is still an interesting thing. I started going to seminar after seminar after seminar. I met a gentleman in Phoenix, Arizona, Scottsdale. His name's Dr. Emil Faith. I'm happy to share his name. F-A-I-T-H-E. His daughter, I think- Is that really his name? I'm already skeptical. Yes. (laughs) Well, it is F-A-I-T-H-E, and he may have changed it to that, but his daughter's also named that, and she's actually like a new age artist. You could look her up. I think it's Amy Faith. That's a good marketing piece right there. It's a great one. It's like, <laughs> it's like, what's that? Uh, the, uh, the newscaster crystal ball, like, come on, right. crystal ball, really? Come on. Yeah. And it's funny. Cause my psychic medium's crystal, but it's not ball. It's just something oh, okay. else. Right. Yeah. That was crystal a, is a maiden made name. It's not her real name. Right. Same thing, you know, <laughs> or I, you know what? I'm, I don't want to slander her. So I don't know if it's her. Real name. Oddly enough, it was crystal head vodka that she changed. It. There, you, <laughs> there it is. So, um, so I went to this thing called, are you an empath? And I don't know if you've ever heard what the term empath is. Oh yeah. I'm familiar. Yeah. So there are the, there's, you can Google this thing. It's like the 27 traits of an empath. And you know how these stupid quizzes are stupid things. So you're going <laughs> scrolling through and you have to be honest with yourself. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, I check like 24 of the boxes. Now the yeah. things I don't is like, I don't have a problem with meat or like, or trees. Like nature doesn't do it for me. And like, <laughs> I don't feel the animal I eat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't get that. So yeah, I'm a big carnivore. Yeah. So there's anyway, there's this whole list. So I looked through it. So I started going on like meetups and stuff around the Valley, around Phoenix, Arizona 
for the and there's enough around here because we have the Sedona with these red rocks and all these vortices and all this crazy weird. Uh, you know the QAnon shaman, for example. Uh, Remember that guy from January sixth? The January sixth oh, uh, guy. With the, yeah, yeah. With the yeah, headgear yeah. and his. Yeah, yeah. Like, the yeah, yeah the yeah. he's running for Congress in Arizona. So oh, there really? you go. <laughs> yeah. So welcome. He's like a shaman. He's literally a shaman. So um, so I I go to this seminar and there's six women and me. You think if he was a shaman, he would know not to be there. Yeah, you would think, right? Or you would say, <laughs> I'm going to show up for the photo op, and then I'm going to skedaddle before they start Skedaddle, get out of here. There's a whole Sorry, story behind I had that. To throw that <laughs> no, it's a good point. <laughs> I'm, wait, I'm so, waiting for Mark's uh, lottery number picking abilities to kick in so we yeah. can you know, take Every care time. of that business. Everyone does that, don't yeah. It always comes down to that, doesn't it? The lottery numbers, those darn pesky lottery numbers. Wow. So, so I'm sitting at this thing, and he's doing like he's talking about what empaths are and how he's one and whatever. And he's also what's called like a uh, uh, one of these holistic people where you can do like a reading of your body, right? And then and like kind of tell you all that kind of stuff. Yeah, all that kind yeah. of stuff. He touches you. Okay, so it, this is where it gets just super crazy. I'm super critical. I'm super hyper about like, I, I don't know. There's this woman named Esther Hicks who channels her husband, allegedly, and some guy, Abraham. I look oh, at the timbre. I look at the way they speak, how they repeat. If they repeat, sometimes they don't, you know what I mean? Something smells mm. off the way they, right. the way they speak. Right. Right. So that's what I look for. Cause I used to play poker. So it was very much into tells how much, right. how, how people aren't exactly being genuine all the time inconsistencies mm -hmm. stick out right so he, over uh, he goes, mm -hmm. right exactly right yeah. so he goes i'm gonna give everybody a medical reading so he goes everybody just go one by one and i let all the ladies go first now mm -hmm. we were in a sensitivity training so i'm a little i'm crying already like it's already <laughs> like it's terrible you know what i mean I'm, it's already like <laughs> right you know, I'm already feeling like, yeah i'm feeling like an eight-year-old with a skin knee if you know what I mean. <laughs> so they're spraying so vaccine goes, on you all over the place, and you're crying. <laughs> exactly. So the, you know, one by one, this woman. Oh, you had a heart problem. Oh my gosh, you had lung, your kidney. You know, it. She just. He just went by way one. Like, wow, how did you know that? And you mm -hmm. just heard him say it. This stuff, and everybody was some kind of health issue. Something right. was something. You know, with something. And I'm like, he's going to tell me I'm diabetic. Big mm -hmm. deal. Like that's little. He's going to tell me I'm diabetic. No big deal. Right? right. So I go up and I walk up to him. I'm the last person to go. All these women have gone. He's told them all this weird health shit that's just really unique, like just not unique. It's very generic, right? Seems like. Yeah. He, breast cancer, he, breast cancer, breast cancer. Heart. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Heart, lung, all that. Liver, whatever, right? He goes and he touches me and he flips out. He pulls hmm. back and he gasps. And he's like, <gasps> and he like. I'm like at this sensitivity training, I'm crying and I just broke the doctor. I just broke the guy. Like, I'm like, what did I do? I look around the room. I'm like, what did I do? What did I like? I had no idea what was happening. Mm -hmm. The guy like freaks out and he composes himself and he goes, and I get a little emotional now. Cause like, I, I just don't understand it. It's not cause mm -hmm. I believe it really. I just, I'm confused. He says, uh, Oh, Mark, you, you have a lot of energy. You, hold on a second i can't hold on and he like had to compose himself for a few minutes mm -hmm. and i'm sitting there everyone else is just watching us 
And he didn't do this with anyone else. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why I shouldn't have been the one that he did this with. There's, uh, there's no reason for this. Right. So mm-hmm. he composed himself. He touches my hands again. I'm from Philadelphia. I live in Phoenix, pretty far away. Right. Pretty easy. Yeah. Other side he, of the world. he goes, right. He goes, um, he goes, uh, your, your family's coming through and you're homesick. They miss you and you really miss them. And I've got some troubles and some stuff going on at home. Like everyone does. Everyone has house stuff, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, my family's in Pennsylvania, 2000 miles away. Of course I'm homesick. Like I just, you know, I I came at it with such a glib like attitude and he grabs my hand. He holds it tight. He goes, no, your, your soul family misses you. You're not Mm -hmm. from here. And he actually tells me, he goes, you're from Sirius. He goes, it's okay. I am too. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what the F, right? Like, just, that's it. I, I, I don't know you're what to from make of that. Sirius, so like the star, huh? Yeah, so there are these Syrians, allegedly are a being, um, you know, that are part of the group. There are these Arcturians mm-hmm. and Palladians. Right. Look, this is what is. This is what people talk about. I'm happy to talk about it without... This is like Aristotelian, right? Like, it's like, it, it's the mark of a curious mind to discuss an idea without adopting it right i'm happy to sure. share what might be so, i don't know so what why it would, so okay so they said uh so you're kind of like um you know like american so two syrians are <laughs> there in this situation i mean i you wouldn't be necessarily related right so right but right. but if you're too well, so, if you think, if you think do about they mean like a that by do they mean that you actually physically came from there or that ancestrally somebody at some point in your lineage is from there? I guess that's my question. Because right. I, so, the reason I say that is because you talk about the out-of-body soul-switching thing, and so then yeah. that could be a point that you've already introduced where something could have happened, or is it something that goes even further back? That's what made me think that question, Bob. And that's the, that's the question, right? Did, could that soul switch have been this, like, say there's a technology of an advance. Okay. So we, in the last hundred years, how far have we come in a civilization? Pretty far. Yeah. Think of it. We could be further. Right. But say about a thousand more years than a hundred, like 10 times what we've done in a hundred in the recent, Mm -hmm. with the recent, you know, exponential growth of our technology, it goes Mm -hmm. pretty far. So, say there's some civilizations that just happen to have been around longer. So who's to say they can't do that technologically? I don't know. That's one, that's one theory, right? Yeah, no, the theory- I, I have a friend that uh, um, uh, does a show online and so forth. And he's, he thinks well, maybe that we're just the, uh, you know, we're just the, the zoo and you can come and be in people for a day kind of a situation. Oh, yeah, you can actually so, like a kind of simulation, like put on the head, put on the head helmet, and yeah, it would be avatar esque uh, kind yeah. of thing. But this is just we've talked about this before, avatar. But um, where yeah, where we're you know the reason that the reason that we live the lives that we live, which is you know nothing's really too good, nothing's really too bad, right? Right. Um, there is a certain amount of suffering uh, that everyone has. I mean everybody suffers in some way, shape or form. Right. But it's right. almost like it's, it's set up that way for others uh, beyond here to, to come in and take the ride as it were. 
And, right. you know, just like you go on a roller coaster because you want some thrills, but you don't want to get hurt. You would go and, and, and become an earthling for a week because you want, I guess, the drudgery of working in a multi-level marketing or something. I don't know, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it kind of lends to the simulation theory in your point. Right? Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In that unique it, way. But no, it's biological still, but yeah, then you, uh, yeah. and that you just kind of go for, through the eyes. Like you're able yeah. to like zoom in and kind of go it through like yeah. point of view, like almost astral, astral. Right, yeah. And, 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 really interesting. You know, and you live your, you live their life, uh, maybe even at the same time because we don't, um, we have memories and some of them are strong and some of them aren't strong. And I mean, there's weak, you can't, you couldn't tell me what you did four years ago, four days ago. Right. Good and point. so who knows what was happening, but it, I mean, that's why I'm asking, you know, do you think that this is something that is um, recent or in the past? Because yeah. it, it makes a uh, kind of a big difference in, as far as you're concerned, because if it's recent, then maybe your, you know, kind of a, uh, your real person might be suppressed uh, in there still. Uh, right. And if it's in the past, then that's a whole other connotation as far as, yeah. you know, genetics and so forth. Um, well, all, I, I mean, all your points are great. They're great he, questions, right? He, t he touched you, right? And I always wonder about this, right? So I, uh, to, just to put it out, I don't like anybody touching me. And I would never right, go to one of these. It was like, the he, asked, like, he had his hands out me. like this, and he asked me to put my hands on top. I know. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I get what me. you're saying. And and so. Because um, you just want to interlock hands, don't you, Bob? You just want no, to no. I would. I, I want <laughs> you to be on. I want you to be comfortably away from me. And so then. Uh, but so I wonder what that. Is there an explanation as to why? Why is that? Why is that yeah. better than than not? I guess is oh, my well, question. I've I've noticed that I can transfer like uh, healing through touch mm -hmm. and uh, just energy transfer. There was a gentleman who eventually took his own life, whose life I saved one night, and never met him before. And younger than me, young kid, twenty four at the time, mm -hmm. and uh, he was talking about struggles. And something compelled me to put my hand on his knee. And it just like, it like took it all away from him. Really? There's this weird thing about, about it. There's a thing about a touch, like five gram touch mm -hmm. that it, there's like a, a pressure that is like this perfect amount that on the body, it just feels like it kind of alleviates everything. So, Interesting. So yeah, I would say, I mean, yeah. There's touch with babies too, you know, holding babies. Sure. And, and that. Yeah. Babies. Yeah. I, I see where that is. Cause that becomes a nurturing kind of thing. I think and intimacy. You get to a certain touch. point. Yeah. Oh well, we're so, not even gonna talk. Mark, we're not no, no, talking about. No, but I get what you're. Totally. I he wasn't rubbing me up and down. He yeah. Okay. Touched my, <laughs> my fingers. Are you, were you? Let me. Okay. Wait a minute. I'm a. I'm a uh, mandated reporter. Were you a molested in some way? <laughs> yeah. Show me where the doctor touched you on your fingertips. That's right. <laughs> no, but I, I always find it interesting that the that touch becomes one of these things because in my uh, existence, I avoid it. Um, uh, because touches to me is painful. Yes. So if somebody were, if somebody, especially anybody, I don't know. So if somebody I don't know were to put their hand on me, it would be like as, as if they were putting a hot iron on me. 
Yes. Okay. And I like I was being branded or something. And so I don't like that. So I, I always find it interesting that a lot of these kind of things have to do with touch. Um because what's good uh, about that is where someone doesn't just randomly walk up to you and touch you. What's beautiful about it, and I it's not like you know, once again, it is a little bit of fruit loop wind chime. Come on, this is this mm-hmm. is a weird world to talk about, like incense right. burning <laughs> and all this stuff. But like the world is very much comes from a lot of people with trauma who've had a history of like abuse and such because they're mm-hmm. generally kind people who've been abused their whole life. So a lot of it's consent. Like, may I touch you? Like, may I put my hand on yours? Yeah. And when you ask and they consent, it changes the approach, right? For sure. So, and you can also say no, right? So even to that, it also gives you the barrier. So I do find it. It's not like I'm going to touch you now. So I realize that it's, it's all on the up and up, but, but, uh, uh maybe that, maybe they just don't have many people who don't want to be touched in the, in the group is my, you know, probably the case because you know, going into it, this is probably going to happen. So. There are absolutely people who do not want the physical, any of the really? physical pieces. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just like it is, everyone's variant, right? In between, within the, within the world, you know? So, um, so, so did, yes. do you, so I have the, the question I would ask you, so you, you were there and it was obviously upsetting and, and you were emotional and so forth. I mean, does, do you, I guess you feel that going through that process must be some type of catharsis for you to get that emotional. Yeah. Well, I didn't expect that to happen. Okay. I was just trying to get answers. Like this, this thing was just like, Oh, this is an empath meeting. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever that means. Like, just right. tell me, I'm just a confused person who saw things that I still don't believe. I like, I, I, to your point, they're, they had to, I generated them in my head or, mm-hmm. or if not, you know, if not, it's an antenna thing. Right. So to close the right. loop on your point, was it, was it whatever before? So say it was a soul switching and a futuristic old civilization can do that being mm-hmm. one personality and for another, who knows yeah. now to your point, I Hopefully would, it's not prison you, for them. Let's hope that. Right. Well, you were thinking like live a life in a day. I'm thinking I'm here to, I'm not saying this as a fact. I'm saying my current path is like, I think I was sent here to observe this and send back like what it feels like to be a human at the end of the, at the end of times. I know that sounds actually crazy, mm-hmm. but it feels really weird lately. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, things have been feeling weird. So this is just, once again, I'm happy to talk about it because this doesn't change the way I, I don't approach the world like that. I approach the world like how I actually live it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not how I assume it might be. So it could have been genetic too, right? They talk about a genetic planning. Humans are a right. genetic leap from from the chimp. I mean, right. they really are. Yeah. We, we are. So that's the two ways you could do it. And maybe Syrian was the seed, and there's a connected seed. Once you're awake to it, you know. I don't. I don't know, man. Yeah. Well, and maybe you know. You never know. The um, because there's you know um, I used the word zeitgeist, but there's um, uh, other words that I can't think of off the top of my head here, but um, that. Essentially, um, all knowledge flows constantly to everyone, but everyone can't accept it, right? Um, right. It, we're we're kind of like faulty receivers, if you will. Yeah. And um, everything is always happening, and you have access to these things if you know how to access them, but most people don't, uh, or can only access very small portions 
uh, of what's happening, uh, what's going on. And, um, you know, what you're talking about with these kind of flashes and, and things like that, that really um, kind of gets to that a little bit because, again, there's the theory that all time, time isn't linear. Time happens, is happening all at once. So then the future is the future, the past is in the past, the present is in the present. It's all just happening. And in, you're experiencing it in a linear fashion, but it happens instantaneously, constantly. Um, and so then therefore that would feed into that aspect of things too, because you think, oh, it's a future event. But the reality was it was all just happening anyway. Um, and you uh, were able to glean that, that piece of information um, out there. So though you've been to Those several of these things. Point. I'd like to address that in two ways, if I could, oh, sure, really quickly, if I may. Uh, just because, before we lose a train of thought on that thought, because that thought is be- the perfect thought. Um, this I, I see time as two ways. So quantum could be my visions are I see a probabilistic outcome, and it might be one of the stronger ones. Mm-hmm. And then it happens or doesn't happen, right? Because it's probabilistic. Could be that. Or to your point, it's all happened. We just haven't lived it out linearly yet. So mm-hmm. along that axis, if you can jump around along it, you see it and that's where you get the vision and then you live it linearly and then it happens. And that would explain the lack of context. Sometimes it's a day, sometimes it's a week, but it's not outside of a week. And it's sometimes it's really quick because I will mm-hmm. make specific references to very obscure things put on a random television show and they will reference it like Pop-Tart mm-hmm. or the thing with the ball and the, the thing with the clackers or whatever, right, you know, yeah, like weird yeah weird stuff like that i'll say throughout a day it's like i see a metronome. pop and then yeah metronome thank you and then i put on a television show and then like that's like the the thing you know the the mm. the topic or the right and it, it just doesn't make sense like that so it could be a quantum probabilistic or to your point it happened and we just haven't lived it linearly right now if it's happened and we haven't lived it linearly we got a lot of problems because i saw a really bad probabilistic outcome mm-hmm and since I saw that, I've been pretty haunted by it. Uh, it's global. It's really not good. And I think you can assume what it might be. And basically just end of everything. And right now, now I've been trying to fight to stop that. So I've become very anti-war and very, very recently I've kind of shifted a little bit to that libertarian yeah. anti-war type. Let me ask you a question. And I, we, you talk about being older and so forth. Did you have to hide under your desk for nuclear drills? I remember the days, but I was born in 74. Okay. So, so you probably weren't quite there. It was very close to that. Just at the end of it. How about, how about yourself? Oh, yeah. So we, we did do the end of the desk nuclear drill. And uh, it was the most ridiculous thing. Uh, even as a, as a child, I'm like, why? What is the point of this? You know what I mean? We're not going to survive this one, kids. But anyway. It sounds like you question a lot too, right, growing up? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'll get under the desk. But you know what? Um, this isn't going to help anything. But anyway, but with those thoughts, so then you were around for um, uh, the day after, which was a big movie that they they hyped. Uh, it was in the Early 80s. 80s, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so forth. So cause, because it, I find this interesting, and this is just a, a, another parallel here, a little tangent, uh, parallel tangent. So I, I haven't had it in a number of years, but whenever I was in, from when I was probably in my teens to in my 20s, I would have a nuclear uh, dream, right? Everything's destroyed. 
and it's always a future dream, right? I think it's future. Um, and it uh, revolves around, you know, the end of everything. I had just written it off to being, and I mean, this is a repeatable dream. It's the same dream, right? And I'm not talking about Terminator stuff or anything like that. Right. You know? You're just talking I, like I'm, literally I'm talking you about, see. Yeah. My experience. Can you explain, can, can you describe like the, this, the, what you see? Like just um, the picture? The weird thing is a lot of times it's, it has to do around school. And that's why I kind of, and I'm not in school at that point in my life, um, uh, in my twenties and so forth. I mean, and this is like grade school kind of thing. And so that's why I thought, well, you know, they made us do these stupid things and then there was all this hype about it. And so I perseverate and therefore it comes back around for a while. Now, like I said, it's been, you know, a long time since I've had this, but it was quite prevalent and what happened and you wake up, you know, in a cold sweat kind of a situation, uh, you know, and we're like, oh my gosh, I hope this doesn't come to pass. And, and then the desolation, um, you know, wandering around, you know, with, with, uh, nobody around kind of a situation, you're lost, you're alone. Um, things are gone. Everything's different, obviously. Uh, and so forth like that. And so uh, all these kind of feelings, right. And it, it could easily be interpreted as a stress stream that has a, a nuclear holocaust uh, <laughs> over yeah, the problem is it wasn't a dream it was in my conscious state yeah it's well yeah so but mine yeah. always happened i always assumed it was a dream because I, I think i went to sleep and then i woke up and i had this kind of feeling right um right. but no I, I, w- I always wrote it off to being um having grown up in this environment that mm-hmm. kind of w- w- was really i mean it was a if you think about it, it was really quite uh, mean for for them to be pressing all this on kids um, during that time period. They were, you know, I think the idea was they were trying to be positive, but it was really quite negative. Right. Well, the climate change has replaced the nuclear holocaust, if you know. Right. Right. It's literally it's the exact about that, maybe. Because there, <laughs> there needs to be some kind of ultimate fear for them to control us like that. Now, to your point, right. yes. I and t- I did not have that. Of course, I grew up with Reagan. So mm-hmm. seventy four. So Carter. It would have been two years with what's his name Ford, and Ford, then right, Carter, yeah. which I was yeah. what six then. Okay, so now yeah, Carter would have been seventy six. Really yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I grew up kind of with Reagan. Now Reagan was a Cold War. Not you know tear down mm. this wall. You know, Mister Gorbachev, tear yeah. down this wall. Yeah. Well, in my day. You know, that's that Star guy. Wars. That was uh, yes, yeah, Star Wars program, all yeah, that stuff, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and Star Wars itself. Uh, yeah, all of it <laughs> from 78, 80, and 82, right? 83. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> so, um, I remember Return of the Jedi with being Revenge of the Jedi the first time, and then right. changing the posters. Remember that? Mm-hmm. You remember that? Sure. Oh, yeah. So, so I grew up with that, but it wasn't there was no terror of that for me. It wasn't, I, I, I was patriotic. I was I actually tried to get in the military. I couldn't get in cause I had a bad, the car accident. My leg was three quarters of an inch shorter from the accident. It just grew weird and funky. So oh, wow. I couldn't get in the military, but I was a military kid, but I was never had this literal vision that I had was recent and it was coming out of, it was before the Israel thing, but mm-hmm. definitely from Ukraine. Like it almost, it felt like, and it felt like us initiated actually, which is mm-hmm. really, really astonishing. But weird. Yeah. Anyway, so I had this little thing happen. And uh, but but that's the thing, is like I had that vision. But here's here's one that I had during the middle of a concert when I was conscious, completely conscious. 
I stand there and listen to a song. And all of a sudden I have a vision. I literally kind of zone out and I have a vision of a gun barrel upside down going in my mouth. Mm -hmm. And I can feel the metal of the barrel scraping the bottom, the top of my teeth, mm. like my top teeth as it goes in my mouth upside down. And then a voice said, do it before you change your mind. Mm. No idea what that is. Like literally was completely in a conscious state and had this thing. Weird. You know, so now you said you haven't that, dropped acid or anything. So no, no, unfortunately I wish I could explain it that way. To be honest, <laughs> you know, at least it would give me an explanation. Right. So, right. Well, I mean, that's what people would ask you to be like, have you, <laughs> right. It's true. LSD or, uh, Once again, I'm more, sharing more than one I, occasion too, but, uh, yeah. Right. And I'm sharing my senses. I'm not telling you what it is is fact. Right, you know, right, right. Tell him, like a lucid guy it's weird. And the the weird part is that um, typically when you're conscious, you get you can have a vision, but it's hard to have the other senses interact. I think that's what what throws it off is the fact that you're like I tasted it, I felt it, I heard yeah, it. It became like a daydream, though, in a way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because typically, you know. It, when you're when you're a, you know unconscious dreaming then then everything is game right right but when you're consciously dreaming it seems like you leave out senses um okay. because well in one in one regard you have to because you have to stand up and you have to <laughs> navigate and um you have you know so you leave out some of these other senses because they're actually engaged in the in the in the in the moment as opposed to when you're sleeping where nothing is really that engaged. So, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So do you think it was a, a, a premonition of something in the future? Yeah. I thought maybe it was in the moment. Maybe it was, maybe I, I can imagine this. The reason what I see is what I see is probably because I would guess the quote unquote darkness. And I guess the darkness is only relative to what's good. Right. And we only know, we only know bad from contrast, I guess. Right. Like, mm -hmm. You hit your head against the wall and then you stop. Well, you know, stopping is a contrast to doing it. Mm -hmm. So not doing it is good and doing it is bad, right? In that context. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah so, no, that makes okay. sense. Yeah. So, so to use that kind of context, like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> so then whenever no you came, whenever you came right? out of it, would you just enjoy the concert oh, then? Or, my point or? was, yeah, my point is that I think the evil thoughts, the ideas, the, the darkness is a stronger energy than the others. So it makes sense that that would come through easier than the lighter stuff. Hmm, maybe. Or I'm tuned to it, right? But but that would explain, it wouldn't explain like the Dr. Seuss one and the other one, like the, right, the fun yeah. one Right. So I think it's just a thing that happens. And sometimes we listened to a death metal me. concert. Was it a death metal concert? No, I'll actually share who it was. It was Andrew McMahon in the wilderness. Oh, okay. I'm not sure who, yeah. I don't even know who that is. To be honest with you. He did so. a song called Cecilia and the satellite. It's a really pretty oh, song. Okay. It's it's oh, in the radio. Okay. It's on the radio. You'd heard, you've heard it. And it's I probably heard it. And it, I didn't Yeah, register too yeah. much. And the, you're the no, I'm just saying because you know, uh, it's in like a bunch of like movies and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, and so are you familiar with the concept of twin flame by any chance? 
Have you ever heard that? Twin flame? Like, does it have to do with some kind of duality or something? Or Yeah, like a partner in your life that you would meet that's like the opposite of your soul, like the literal mirror opposite of you. Oh, okay. No, no. okay. No. But, but, but you're connected in that inexorable way of like soul, like eternal connections. I don't know if you've ever heard mm. stuff like that. No, no. I'm not going to talk not about this world, then. Yeah, so if there are these concepts called twin flame, I'm happy to talk about it in the future if you ever look it up. No, no, interested. But well, basically what it is, it's like you meet people in your life that you just know you've known forever. Okay. And it doesn't have to be male or female. It doesn't have to be romantic. It doesn't, it could be friendship. It could even be actually art, like arc and like archetypal en- uh, enemy type, like arch enemy type. Okay. And the thing is that person that you look at, you see the worst in you by looking at them. Like, it's like looking at the mirror at yourself. Like you're, you see your inadequacies in them. It's almost like hmm. a projection. It's, it's, no, I've, I've but it's, a, God this. No. okay. So there's a soul connection. And once again, you could look it up, just type in twin flame and you'll hear all crazy stuff about it. <laughs> I'm happy to share about it. Once again, this is, yeah, no, go right ahead. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. So I, I, um, I had a past life regression and in the past life, if you've ever heard what happens is you, you're supposedly go back in time to past li- like lives that you've lived or, right. you know, yeah. things that you live. A lot of people were kings and, you know, right. Napoleonic. I was Napoleon or Caesar. Like, get, the, <laughs> get the F right. out of here. Come on, man. All right. Yeah, so nobody, nobody says uh, I was uh, driving the chuck wagon and fixing right, meals every right. night and hating it. I was a cab driver in the 50s, right? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So this is what happened. So I'm going to share the two experiences I had. They're okay. they're crazy. They're not of this world. And I'm happy to share it. So once again, the recording went wonky and I'll share it with you. It's not recorded. What a shock that the one thing that just <laughs> sounds crazy. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like one of those things. It just absolutely frustrates me that I can't, you can't piece them all together all the time. So sure. the first, the first life that I went back to was the one right before this, what it felt like. And it was pitch black. And all I was was like a purple mist, like a non-corporeal mist. And Mm. I was interacted with another corporeal mist, like, you know, just Mm. fog connected. Like, it felt absolutely peaceful and the most harmonious. I was at the most peace I ever felt. And I was in a meditative state, Mm -hmm. kind of. I was like almost hypnotic, right? And I just felt at peace. And then I felt myself getting pulled away from that other thing, mm-hmm. right? And the woman's asking me, the guided meditator's like, why Why are you coming here? Why are you coming here? And I remember a single tear just like trickling on the corner of my eye. And I'm like, they're making me. Mm-hmm. I, I said, they're making me. And I'm getting pulled away from the thing that I need, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it was. I don't know how to explain it, right? So I, I'm dating. And I meet this woman and the instant we meet, it's like one of those, you, you mm-hmm. everybody's had that, <laughs> right? you know what I mean? Just like instant. Yeah. So, well, what it turns out is like, I have visions of times with her in pre in past lives that I've had hanging mm. out like weird. And in some past lives, I did not treat her well, to be yeah. clear. 
Like I was a relative in one, I was a relationship in another. And this one, we had started a relationship, right? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. anyway, so uh, what's interesting, I had my car accident on a date. And her birthday is exactly one week after my car accident. Hmm. And when I think about me getting pulled here and leaving what I think, I think she was the other thing that I left. And it, she came down a week later. That's, I know that sounds just absolutely. Once again, it's me putting pieces together of other things that I've heard, right? So when you so, go into these past live things, right? So yeah. how how do you... What makes you so sure that it's you? It's not. That's the thing. It doesn't. It, it's POV, it, I mean, it's POV, right? So right. It's, it's not. It's sensational. So, well, like, trust me, this is okay. So here. So well, in the I past, just wanna, like, I'm wondering what yeah. the, um, yeah. what the, you know, what the, because <laughs> right. some people seem to be like, you know, I mean, right. not just the, the popular thing is Shirley MacLaine is very positive right. with these things. Well, and, and it can I, be completely just, influenced, know. right? Like yeah. you're you're in a you're in a you're in a uh, what's that called suggestive state too, right? Right, right. Yeah. Good point. Okay. Yeah. So here's an interesting one. So in the past life, and to your point, I can't answer what what I can tell you is what the sensation was, and it felt like POV. Like right. to your point, I put on the headset for a minute mm-hmm. and was looking through that body or through right. that life. And I'll share the second one in a second. Okay. Uh, just to close the loop on this one, because this one's just crazy. But um, we were talking about uh, POV senses. Oh, crap. Anyway, uh, so wait, what was the question again, Bob? <laughs> no, so in the past lives, my question was, how can you be sure that it's you? That it's me, and, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, okay. And, and so being in that past life as opposed to maybe... You're just yes. floating in the ether and you just happen, you know, oh, that's, you know, Sid's past life. It's not mine. Yes, but, this yeah. is great. Okay. So what it is, is I've had other experiences that kind of puzzle piece together. So in this past life, the woman asks me, what is your name? Mm-hmm. Or what is her, what is the other thing's name? And I said, Isis. And I'm like, why would I say Isis? <laughs> like I'm thinking like literally while I'm kind of in this semi-suggestive state, I'm like, Isis, is this right. weird? Because. I, obviously, we know what ISIS is, right? right? And then she asks, she goes, what is what is your name or her name? And says, I said, Aria. And I said, Aria. And I'm like, I go to Vegas a lot. And I'm like, oh, my God, Aria just opened. Did I just think of Aria? Like, is this, <laughs> like, literally, I'm questioning myself, actually, as I'm going through this, right? Right. Are you there? Yeah. Oh, sorry. We're, we're so, a little stutter, so, but we're still going. Oh, okay. So what happened was, I'll go back to the past life regression. But after the past life regression, I met another psychic medium who was telling me about a past life that he saw me as some Celtic Druid or something. Right. Okay. So I look, I go down that rabbit hole and the God of that was ISIS and the land that you rule. I, he ruled was an Aria land, which is Ireland. Oh, okay. Aria and ISIS. So for some reason, two weeks prior, I use words that get connected by someone else and I'm not self-fulfilling them in a weird way. Yeah. So they're connecting in a very external way. Just like I didn't make the doctor tell me that what he told me that I was broke, like what that I broke him and all that. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. So, 
so the, so that was i found that interesting about the twin flame thing whereas like if it is true once again if all things are true which obviously these are a lot of assumptions mm-hmm. um that twin flame could have left a week after i had been had come here and left right. my previous life and it kind of weirdly oddly feels time time-wise to fit but you know whatever <laughs> yeah. now i'm sorry i'm gonna get fixated on past lives things here yeah. because the because i certainly you know if you think about um nature as a whole right uh, yes. and we observe nature nature recycles itself constantly yeah okay so um you know uh uh, just you know the leaves have fallen the leaves will rot and die go into the ground the leaves then become nutrients for the tree that grows more leaves right yeah, so it's all cyclical it, right yeah it all makes perfect sense that we would be part of part of that pattern so the only difference you know we die we go into the ground we become nutrients we become other things right um right. the only difference would be the soul right so if you believe that there's a soul then what happens to that soul? And then that's where you get into this past lives thing. That's where you get into all these other things too. So right. we'll make the assumption that there is a soul and, um, you know, um, religion wants you to think uh, your soul goes to heaven or so forth. But, you know, I don't think we have any scientific things that say leaves go to heaven after they fall off a tree. And so right. it makes more sense if you follow nature to, to, to imagine that souls get recycled as well. Um, yeah. And maybe it takes a while, but it right. happens. Right. And so right. then, but then my, my thing about that is, is it seems like um, people who talk about this always talk about the famous things, right? I, when I was past live, I was this, I was that, I was something great. You know, now I'm a piece of shit, but whenever I was passionate, I had passion. Yeah, back then I was awesome. <laughs> I was awesome. You know what I mean? Uh, I always wonder why that is. Is that like, I think that's where um, the ego uh, comes into play because you don't want to go, you know, want to talk about how, you know, you, you think this life is good. My last one was really terrible. You know what I mean? You know, I right. was a pissed boy or whatever. Right. Back in the day, carrying around these jars of piss. Um, But I mean, I wonder why that is. I wonder if we because there's so much at play. Right. So because we can have thoughts and so forth, there's so much at play that we it's really, really hard, I think, for most people to be um, completely honest with themselves, let alone with everybody else. And so we manipulate all these things to our advantage, just like we would in, in our reality. Right. What's your, what's your thoughts on that? <laughs> Man, now you're telling me lot. that you, you're telling me that you're, you, your story there and so forth, you, you're, you're experiencing it. You're not trying to influence in it that as far as you know. Yeah. But, so th- I, I, okay. So I have a very large anti-authoritarian nature to my to my uh, biological self to your to your current syrian form no yeah yeah the 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 corporeal (laughs) being that is is a total anti-establishment kind of guy not in an anti-establishment i don't fight authority 
I ask what makes you think that is the authority to take. And then if you mm-hmm. can legitimize, legitimately explain it to me, I'm on board. Like thou shalt not murder or no murder. Okay. That makes sense. Cause like that yeah. takes someone else's. I don't want anybody to murder me. So, you know, duh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do have three letters. I do have three letter name though, or three word or three word, three name word, name, three word name. Right. The, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't like to bastardize it. I'm actually an anti-theist. Like I don't, I don't like replacing one authority for another, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, it's weird that I have all these courtesy and very, I'm extremely courteous. I have a healthy, loving relationship with a woman and we are great together and I treat her with the utmost respect and I treat people how they want to be treated. They have to earn my respect, but they get my courtesy for sure. Mm-hmm. And that, that may have come from, cause my parents were religious, but they instilled the values in me. Right. So the values are the important thing, not where, to be honest, where they came from. Right. And when people get focused on where it came from, it, it kind of changes. Cause like, well, I don't believe that that's where it came from. So maybe I don't believe in the values then. Well, right. don't conflate yeah. them, right? The values are very separate. Like when people say this is built on God, it's like, no, it's Christian values that did it. Mm-hmm. The values of Christian, you know, Christian, because I'm not, because you can't sell me on God. Like it didn't come from God. It came from, people wrote this stuff down and they're the ones who have <laughs> picked up the muskets. Right. I mean, they're the ones who dumped the tea and, and, and fought and, and they were the ones who were going to suffer the consequences if it didn't, if they didn't win. If it didn't work out, and, yeah. And it was treason. It was hanging. There was no, and they were affluent. They were all business people. They they could have just left their lives and slowly, you know, what's that? I'd rather what live on, die on my feet than live on my knees kind of thing. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. That's a spirit that we, we lost a little bit. I it, It's hard to recapture, but to your point, yeah, conflating. See, I, I'm trying to figure out where it comes from. I'm thinking that this is an emergent property, not a thing that's always been there. Mm-hmm. So I think over time, this God thing that this consciousness that's come, that's evolved is as these collections of cells have become more and more, uh, more and more complex. There's a, what's that, uh, that weight scale when it hits a tipping point, you know, mm-hmm. that, that breaking point, like going through the speed barrier, you know, right, it's like right. you push through it, you hit the tipping points, like the, what, What's that? Uh, I can't think. Critical mass. There it is. Okay, gotcha. Terminal velocity. Right. (laughs) Terminal velocity, critical mass, and then consciousness. And now it's boom. Mm. Now it is a pattern, and it's very patternist. If you see, like, you ever see, like, the world create or the universe creation, it's all like spider webby. Mm. It's very pattern like. Mm. So I think, I think the world as this universe dimension is, is built the way it is for us to be the way we are. And I think there are multiple dimensions. Do we want to get into that? <laughs> oh, sure. I love multiple dimensions. Yeah. Well, the, um, what do you want to, what, what's your next topic? What, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> because I sound oh, like a crazy we, person. We've gone so far off of the ranch on, on uh, <laughs> I don't ever write anything down for these things. I just kind of go with the flow. Um, either, but I always man. try to have I a starting point. I we, we didn't even get anywhere near the starting point. But um, no, th- this is perfectly fine. So. Yeah, so if I may, um, I actually have my past life regression queued up. I don't know how to share it on here. Can I share it somehow? Um, I think you can. Yeah, if you there's if a I present play, button. There's a present there button a present, down there. Let me, see. let me see. I mean, if you want present. to play yes, it off, there is. Oh, yes, there is. All right, present. All right, share screen. You let should be able that. to do that. Yeah. 
Okay, I'm going to share my screen. If it doesn't work, we'll, work, we'll put Okay, let's do this. Okay. Are I don't think ready? I need to do anything for you. You, have, okay. you can do it. Okay, I'm there just you go. Hit okay, I'm going to bring it up here. It? So. All right, I'm going to hit play, and it's only like two minutes. There you go. You can you see it? And how crazy it gets. What's that? You, you, can, you should be able to see it on the screen now, too, possibly. Yeah. Right. Everybody ready? Here we I'm go. ready. Go. With each step deeper and deeper back in time, you are almost there. Five, four, getting closer to the door at the end of the stairway. You can already see the door. Feeling relaxed, stepping further down and back in time, deeper and deeper. Three, taking another step further back in time, feeling comfortable and confident. Two, you are in front of the door, an old, beautifully decorated door, way back in time, inviting you to enter and open the door. One, open the door and step into your past life into a past scene, you are there. And look around. Focus carefully on what you see. Take a few moments now. And let everything and it does that for two hours. Did you get that? Yeah, it, it, it was uh, kind of scratching a little bit there. Yeah, so it does that for two hours. Oh, really? It just goes falls yeah. off then. Yeah, I could, I could share rest, but if you listen, it starts gets wobbly and wobbly, and I'll share the, the whole file. Literally, when she says you're there, it goes to that. Interesting. She pulled it, yeah, she pulled it off the computer, and she hands it to him. She goes, I'm sorry. The recording got screwed up or something. I'm like, she said, I can't. Took it home. I didn't really think anything. The first time I heard it, my ha the hairs on my arm stood up, though, to be honest. That's weird. Yeah, I, I was I was wondering because I because you could see on the waveform it had much further to go. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's literally like it's two, it's two hours, like it's two clips of that, and I didn't know, of course, because it was being recorded. Right. And what's yeah. interesting, once again, is one of those things where it was one of those handheld recorders, like an eight-hour thing. Right. Right. Yeah. She put brand new batteries in, and it was dead after two or three. You know what I mean? Like it was dead. Huh. Once you know, one of those weird. Who knows EMP energy yeah. things? Who knows, right? But right, yeah. I, that that's always one of those uh, situations where, I mean, that happens in a lot of uh, paranormal uh, kind of situations where people are like, "Oh, it's brand new batteries, and now it's dead, and so forth." And and but there's not really been um, an adequate uh, scientific explanation. Now, if you were like in the 
in the Antarctica and she was doing this, then yes, that makes sense because batteries don't hold their energy in cold weather. Um, it zaps the battery, right? But the first thing I thought about, because you talk about temperature changes, like a lot of people say the room gets colder, but I can't imagine it to your point, getting to the temperature that it would get to do that kind of damage to a battery. Right. It'd have to get really cold in one very specific spot in order for it to be, um, uh, affect the battery like that. So, yeah. So you got to wonder, I mean, and, and you have to wonder why and how those are the two things some people, they, I think a lot of people um, attribute whatever's happening at the time to it, right? Right. Um, and and I don't know. No, I don't think that necessarily is the case because, and I, I try. You know, even though I've had weird experiences myself, and and um, I know other people have as well. Um, I always try to go to the scientific, but the scientific says it has to be repeatable, so it can't just be a ghost. It can't just be because you're going into regression. It can't just be. So the, the thing would be is if you, if you did it again and it happened again, right. Right. Then you could start. And I don't know if, I don't know what you do for uh, work or anything, but you know, if you, if you um, work with, you know, electronics or anything like that, going through troubleshooting, you know, mm-hmm. troubleshooting is a process of elimination. Right. And, right. and I think so many people, in with these kind of uh, mysterious happenstances don't take the time to really troubleshoot the their troubleshooting is let's go to the thing that i want it to be and then we'll say it's that you know what i mean (laughs) Um, i'm I'm gonna be completely honest yeah this isn't something i mean i i'm happy to share because i think people have had experiences so i think people are confused and i'm just as confused as anyone else yeah no but but i'm happy to share what i saw even t- even sometimes that. when you troubleshoot, you never get, you never find out what's wrong. I mean, that's just part of the yeah. process. And yep, so uh, I think we just, you know, the mysteries of things are such that you can't, um, we aren't equipped yet. Right. To, right. To but have I think the beautiful the, thirst and the curiosity, right? The, the thirst right, yeah, of- exactly. We wonder, so the, did the person give you any kind of statistical statement once that happened oh this only happened one other time this happened this has uh, never happened yeah she's she's like this happened once before yeah. and uh, i just can't salvage the audio so i'm like all right and w- was it a per did she mention who it, who it was or i don't maybe they oh. don't i don't know well uh, what do you mean like no 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 oh, oh she didn't say like somebody came in we just didn't uh-huh. understand what the static was we we didn't oh, okay. say yeah we didn't attribute to anything I'm not attributing it to anything. This is the recording. Right. This is what you you got. You attribute whatever you want to it, but I can't explain that. Like right when she said you were there. Or was was it an analog recorder? It was, oh, good. It was. It said 2016. It was digital tape, I think. Like, it was a physical tape. It was a digital handheld. Like, okay. Digital handheld recorder. Okay. Correct. Interesting. Yeah. And it wobbles. I mean, it's very interesting. It just sounds interesting, but yeah, once again, it does. I, the um, I'll just share because then that, like I said, you were there and then gets staticky and then it goes wonky. You know, it's like seems like something came in right there, like when she said it. I didn't, you know, whatever. Well, the, the question is, did something come in or did something come out? That's the right. Yeah, that's true too. 
it, Dude, you, you, you don't lot, always, <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, so, so, cause what happens is if, so, okay. So think about it this way, right? So let's say here's some, I, I know that I could not necessarily replicate what happened, but I can replicate something similar by just taking a magnet. Right. You take a magnet oh, right. and you move it closer to the microphone. It's going to mess up with the microphone and you're going to get a result. Right. Right. And and what that is then is that is you're moving that um, uh, electromagnetic um, um, field, you know, field closer to the source. Yes. So that's, that's why I say so as you get more and more comfortable getting ready to, to go into this process. Right. Yeah. Does that mean um, that you're electromagnetic field gets wider than it would normally because you right, you have to be. know you have to think of if again um not to uh keep drawing it back but if you think about nature right so and you think it just think about well, emotions I, bob if i may i'm up. an evolutionary guy i'm all yeah. about nature i'm i'm a darwinist <laughs> guy this is what makes this stuff so weird i think it's kind of an evolutionary thing at some point yeah like please please continue yeah absolutely so you know people bottle up right so it's even a term right we it's happened so repeatedly amongst everybody you bottle up your emotions you bottle up your your um uh, anger you bottle up all these things right so let's say for the sake of argument that that you have a uh, a field that because we're all all are electrical uh, everybody is absolutely we're both, is, we are big batteries man we yeah. generate energy and electromagnetic pulses and stuff so yeah. then yours is bottled up and when you relax then it releases so then it can be broader than yourself right so maybe yeah, maybe like thing, like your human body's a faraday shield or a faraday yeah. cage and then you release it by right. lowering the resistance to it right yeah. yeah look these are awesome concepts and they're they're great i love that that you just have this openness to talk about it so thank you because who not, we're not going to have an answer at the end of this conversation. No, no, we're not. But, but just so we have different ideas is beautiful. I would be that. interesting, though, is for you to try it, um, to do it as an experiment. So then you 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 go to different people because you want the variable to be you, not the other people. Right. Okay? Because maybe, again, you talk about the, the – I just heard about this twin flame thing and everything. Not necessarily saying that this is it, but maybe because you're there and they're there – then they react differently. Every every everything becomes a variable, right? right if you could absolutely. do something um, just by yourself, well, there's causality, be, right? It's just causality yeah. in general. We, if you yeah. could do it by yourself, that would be the best because then you could sit there, you have your recorder, you start recording, you go through the meditation, and you see if this happens. And then if you can get it to repeat, then now you have, you can say, and then now you just need to set up things to see, okay uh is it this is it that whenever people one of my pet peeves um uh because i love talking about all this stuff and i love thinking about it and, and so forth but is using the word energy so yes there's energy we're full of energy there's energy everywhere and so forth but is it measurable right. and and rather than just being generic about it be specific and then start thinking about how do we measure that energy Right. We um, got to talk then, frequency then if we're going to talk yeah, energy and then we're exactly. going to have to talk about state. We're going to have to talk about dimension. I mean, there's so many different variables to what energy is to your point. But we need to, we need, I think at one of the problems with people 
talking about these things. And the reason it gets such a negative reaction is because, um, because they're not, um, they're not trying to measure it. They're, they're, right. you know, in a, in a way it's almost like, you know, the parents who use uh, a happenstance to their advantage to get the kids, you know, Santa Claus wants you yep. to be good. Right. And parents use that so that, pe- right. that kids behave. Right. Right. Um, yeah. We, you know, I'm not going to well, go into the I whole mean, background. Let's of go that, back but. to the Ten Commandments, right? Like I did, I did. I, <laughs> well, one of my one of my previous episodes was uh, just breaking down the Ten Commandments. Like, right. you know, you a guy telling you that he's got the one single source to the highest of all. Mm-hmm. You're going to listen to him because he told you that he's got the source to the highest of all. Of course, you're <laughs> I got it. I got a guy. He's, he's got a deal. He can get me right. in. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, it's it, it to that point. The hierarchy does become an, an absolute issue. And and what what I found, if I may, is I am wholly unique in the way that if you hear me talk about it, you don't hear me all in like the people who have the experiences. Generally, they're normally like. Oh yeah. So, you know, this thing happened. I'm like, no, this is what I saw. This is what I experienced. I don't, I don't know what it is, Mm -hmm. but the people that I generally meet in that world are all in and they just buy it. And it's, it's not measurable to your point. And I question it. And it's like, I'm in this weird limbo where I, I've experienced some weird things and I also don't believe them. Right. <laughs> you know, well, I, I think so. that part of that gets to where you're talking about all these variables is it gets to where the ego is. And so people, you know, um, people want to feel good. Okay. So, yeah. you know, you, I, you and I have done things in our lives to make ourselves feel good. Everybody does. And some people can um, measure that, you know, keep it measured. And some people can't. And because everybody wants to, I would, you know, you talk about drugs or whatever, whatever drug you want to do is going to make you feel good. The problem is, are you going to feel so good that you forget about everything else in the world? Right. Um, And so that's, there's still purpose and meaning that needs to happen, right? The problem is not the drug. The problem is the, the effect the drug has on you to the point where you're like, all I want is the drug. Right. Um, as opposed to I can enjoy this drug today and then tomorrow I can, you know, be a responsible person and, and, uh, you know, take care of other people in my life and so forth. Um, so drugs aren't bad. It's just, everybody's, they love to say that, but drugs are not bad. Drugs are fantastic. The problem is sometimes they're so fantastic that they ruin your life. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. They might be so that's that's just no that's just menthol bob that's just menthol (laughs) but that's okay but i'm I'm saying that that's the the thing and so what happens i think is sometimes people get invested in these things so much again it's the same same thing yeah it, it it feels so good that they the ego kicks in the the addictive nature of being a human kicks in and you're like this is all i need because it makes me feel good and and then the reality is though every once in a while you have to sit back and say you know maybe feeling good all the time isn't the best thing for me when i'm you know what i mean and not to pick there anybody, needs to be but, struggle it's yeah. like you can't it, you know it's like does a shark a shark has to move forward through the water right the water is a resistance force it mm-hmm. still has to swim through it or right. else it dies yeah. so if the if life is like the water 
we just have to be swimming. If we just sit stationary, I, I think we all kind of just right. collapse. But then, then people use these things, I think, sometimes as a, as a, like a drug. You know, they, yeah. they say, oh, religion. Yeah, religion's the same way. You know, yeah. uh, I feel terrible about myself, so I'm going to believe in God because God makes me feel better so that I'm a better person. So I'm, I feel, you know, everything's better. Whereas, you know, if I, if I don't have God in my life, I'm just a horrible wretch of a person. And I mean, it's not necessarily true. I mean, that's no, not becomes your mind's playing with yourself at that point. But I mean, you can, I mean, you see it, everybody sees it all around them. I mean, we wouldn't have stories if we weren't rife with all these conflicted feelings and, uh, and so forth. But I find, I find it really interesting. So you're, you're drawn to this because of your experiences. Now, once you yeah, go, I, I was to not conscious, things, Bob. Like yeah. I said, like literally, that's that's why I, that's why I came up with it because, and that's how it really came full circle. So go ahead, but yeah. but that's what it was. It was knocked conscious, and I've become more aware of things lately. I guess. But then you, but then you also, but I mean, you're you're like you said, you went to the um, uh, the group and so forth and got. Uh, um, uh, went through a process and uh, with the the person touching you and talking to you about it and so forth. Yeah. But do you do do you do this like um, regularly or is it something that's just like I mean is it once a year is it once a yeah. a week or what what's what's your where are you at in that world now? Yeah, I'd say I go through some waves. Um, I've stepped away from the meeting with people. Most of the people that I've met. Uh, have either gone literally crazy or taken their own lives to be completely mm -hmm. honest it's a pretty tough life uh the the man if i if i may expound on the person that i that i met the one night um if if just before if i may if you if you're struggling with anything ask for help oh yeah no i definitely <laughs> like, you I don't need to suffer alone that's what i always yeah, tell so, people yeah so <laughs> This is how this night happens. I, I, I look at I look at this whole list of events, and there's this meetup at this woman's house for some. She's a channeler, and she's doing some meditation circle. Cool, never done it before. I'm like something something tells me go. Like it's not like this is Julia telling you to go. You gotta <laughs> go. You know, it's like it's just like go or like a ding. You know, like a pressure. I, you know, you get intuitions. Everybody has them. You fight them or you right. go with them. Right. Right. Yeah. So I end up going to this place and I'm sitting there and my back is to the, the, the entrance. I'm sitting on a sofa and all of a sudden this weird rush kind of comes over me. I'm like, what the heck? I turn around and this woman walks in. She's a middle-aged woman, young middle-aged and this younger man walk in together. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, like just something was off. You know what I mean? Just felt it. Like you're talking mm -hmm. about the energy thing. Like right. if that person gave off that, that's what I picked up, like them giving it off. Right. Mm -hmm. So we all started sitting around the sofa and we started sitting down and, you know, like a sofa is like L shaped, like at a, at a sectional. Right. So yeah. he was sitting on one corner. I was on the other. So we were kind of catty corner from each other. I go, I'm at the end. Cause I like to go last. I let everyone share first. Cause if we run out of time, we run out of time. Big deal. Mm -hmm. um, the woman goes and she goes, this is my son. He gets, he's gotten in a lot of trouble, gone to jail, gets in fights. This is my last ditch effort is to take him to a place like this to try to help him. Okay. Uh, I'm like, okay. So then he starts talking 
and he just loses it like crying and like i said it compelled me i just compelled put my hand on his knee and like second half and he like looked at me and just locked on me mm-hmm. so he shares his life he had he had a motorcycle accident he was a motocross uh rider had a motorcycle accident was in a coma hit his head same very similar oh, yeah. you know it's really odd it's really weird stuff so uh i uh i think we exchanged emails or we had the list of emails you know he write on a list or where i think he took right, mine yeah. down off off the list and emailed me the next morning <laughs> he, he broke protocol took your name hey, off that list. son of a gun <laughs> and and i i share the email with you it's so personal i'm happy to share it but i don't want to share his name so i don't want to put all that in there sure, but no, basically no. he's like you were the one person who connected with me who understood me and i never met this person like i i didn't understand right but it just all worked he like i'd love to meet you uh up so we could talk so we're in phoenix arizona we meet up it's so darn hot out there and we're out there so long we're in a shaded tree we're under a tree and i got sunburned that's how long we were out there. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like we were out there for hours and he was just sharing his whole life and every, like everything. And he was a troubled person. Right. Mm-hmm. So he and I would meet a lot and uh, he told me all these stories and he told me things like weird things he got figured out. Right. Well, he took his own life. Um, and we actually had a meeting, like a meeting at a place where we always did meditations with him. It was like a week after he had passed mm-hmm. and our psychic medium friend was there. And she's like, these people don't come through for a while. Usually this is weird. I don't think this is going to happen to be honest. Right. right. Yeah. Well, allegedly he may have come through to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to share my personal one because it, once again, I can't tell you what other people tell you. I can tell you what I did. Right. Right. And you right. can tell me from my mannerisms that I, I experienced this, whether it's connected or not. So, she was getting messages from this gentleman allegedly and pulling people individually aside if they wanted to hear the message. Mm-hmm. So she goes, Oh, he has a message for you. And I'm like, right. Like literally like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm right. Come on, man. I'm like, she's like, would you like to hear in private? Or you want me? To I'm like, share in front of everybody. What do I care? Right. Right. Yeah, right. And she, she does two things and I'm not, this is where it gets weird, man. And it's like crazy. No one else would know this, by the way. She goes, he's he's throwing he's throwing a Rubik's cube at you. He's throwing mm-hmm. a Rubik's cube at you. And like immediately, my emotion just bubbled to the top. One of the last conversations I had with him, he had a notebook where he drew a lot of pictures. He he had pro he was schizophrenic. He had issues, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think. The trauma didn't help. Right. But uh, he used to say to me, I figured it out, man. The world's a Rubik's Cube. Mm-hmm. I figured it out. The world's a Rubik's Cube. He didn't share this with any. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's like a mm-hmm. notebook he would kill somebody over. Like, if someone right. grabbed it. You know what I mean? And he said that. To me. That was his phrase to me. The world's a Rubik's Cube. Interesting. And then... Uh, and then he said, then she said something like SNL, something about SNL with, you know, the, the, the SNL characters, blah, blah, blah. And once again, it hit me because he would try to shake my hand like a, you know, look me square in the eye, very 
respectful, you know, shake my hand hard. And I go, brothers don't shake hands. Brothers got a hug. <laughs> and it was a Chris Farley thing. Right. And no right. one else do that. No one else. It was only when he and I were together, you know? Right. So for, for those two things to come out, I'm going to say those are correlated to, to an experience that I had that was connected to him. I, I don't know anybody else who could have, you can't guess that. Right. Right. They wouldn't just so go, random. Oh, he, he said, uh, get some fresh air, or, you know, whatever, right. take a job. Right. Cause my, my other friend was this, she said, he's like this, he's doing this. He's like mm-hmm. a suit, like take, tearing out like Superman. She said, mm-hmm. and my other friend said the same thing. She, she got emotional. She's like, he used to say the, the body's just a scuba suit. It's just a suit. You just have to take it off. Yeah. You just have to take it off. So it's, it's weird. Because like, like I said, like the liquid gold, like how I had to, the picture I had to get to get to where liquid gold was, for example, right, is really u- unique, but I'm German. So I had to go with golden beer and a golden rim on the glass and go- actual gold poured into glass that's golden. Like that's how I saw it. Yeah. I didn't see the can of scotch liquid gold. Right. I, just, <laughs> I saw a correlative, you know what I mean? I saw it in my way. Right. It was all like, interpretive. Right. So first date with an ex of mine, I remember very vividly, we were talking like if we were to have kids, she goes, yeah, I'd have a daughter, but you'd never guess her name. And Amelia Earhart popped in my head. Mm-hmm. So I go, is it Amelia? And she goes, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, she's like, what the, it turns out she was Amelia Bedelia. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. The... But, but you see, like for me to get it, I wouldn't have known, I wouldn't have known Amelia Bedelia, but I was a, I'm a pilot. So I would have known right. Amelia Earhart. So like yeah. it correlated to me in that weird way, right? Like Filtered so through. right. So it's like hard to say. Maybe there it is all this simulation and you know they're playing around with it, right? Who knows? And maybe the controller, you know, the controller, they're hitting the controller. I've I've avoided an accident actually. Car mm-hmm. was coming up or passing me on the left and up just a HOV lane, and I'm like, something's not right. And I literally let off the gas and moved over a lane. And I'm like, I, and I saw a picture of it. It was a pickup truck. I saw him come in front of us. And I'm like, I even said it to my girlfriend audibly as I slowed, like just let off the gas. I said, something's not right. Just around the bend, a car crash had happened. He actually swerved, came across and hit somebody in front of us. And we mm. actually avoided the accident. So, oh my gosh. It, and you know, it's my, it's like when I'm in the most like relaxed states to your point, it's mm-hmm. like when I'm not really conscious, you know what I mean? When I'm right. You're in a group or in a zone, right? That's why it works like meditation-wise and such. But once right. again, these are I'm happy to call myself crazy because I'm not acting crazy <laughs> on these ideas, right? I would well, like yeah. to understand them. You know, crazy yeah. is uh, you know, doing the negative things over and over again. Uh oh yeah, expecting different results, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Expecting something else. The to Einsteinian change. kind of thing. Yeah. So um, so you mentioned you mentioned God a little bit. Are you a little bit it sounds a little bit like that is not the path that you've taken is the religious path? Or or are you more of a religious person? Um I always hedge my bets on everything. So I'm Pascal, a hedger. Do it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I grew up in a religious uh, family and so forth, not fanatically so or anything, but um, it obviously played a role. And I think it, uh, I I think of it kind of like what you said. It's, it's, it's the religion is a good way to guide people into being better people. Um, You don't have to take it, you know, so far where you're like, you know, I'm going to give my life to this or, you know, raise this or that or the other. Um, 
but uh, it certainly does help you. Uh, it gives you a lens to look through th- for things uh, through. Certainly good framework. Yeah, and then that way you can kind of you know uh, judge accordingly um, through that lens as opposed to that. But I I think that um, unfortunately one of my uh, and this may just be upbringing or something else I don't know. But I, I my 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 sense is whenever money enters into something, then it's not good. And so yeah. church, unfortunately, involves a lot of money uh, in organized religion. And um, I realize that you have to have money to uh, survive in our current world, right? Because that's it's all driven by by these kind of things. But you don't have to have a lot of money. And yeah. so you have to keep your eye on on to me, you always have to keep your eye on the money in the sense that if the church is is overstepping its boundaries uh, in that department, then that tells me, well, wait a minute, this is not the best place because now you're dry, you're you're moving away from morals and moving into kind of profiteering a little bit, or you know, well, we know how to spend this money better than those people know. How, well, no, not really. You know what I mean? And so. Right. Um, and then that's what always gets me with like those the, gold domes. Those gold domes didn't come right. exactly. From, exactly. They didn't come from the priests. Okay. Uh-huh. They, they, they didn't came come. from the parishioners. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's what I always, that's kind of the, the, the area to watch is to see that and just power in general, how people wield their authority. Yeah. And so, you know, it's funny. You know, I've, I've, I've replaced, I've replaced like the money thing. Cause you're right. The money does corrupt, but what, where, why I think we actually become corrupt is when we're not transparent. Sure. So like bury, but you burying can still be the story right? money and then, you know, it's still not right. good. <laughs> right. No, but I'm saying like, if we, if we knew all the dollars that came in and every penny and where it went, for example, We'd be like, wow, they're making a lot of money. We shouldn't tie this much, should we? You know what I mean? Right, like, exactly. Self-correct in a weird exactly. way, right? So, like, yeah. it's always been my case that, like, if we were always transparent politically, if we were transparent with our authoritative systems, mm-hmm. we could micro-correct all the time, and it would not be that swept pile under the rug. Right, yeah. That, like, the Catholics come up, like, <laughs> it, you, look, you have the one thing. And then you're like, it's resolved. Everybody goes back to work. And then the and then Chicago just released a new one six months ago. It's like, oh, we hid this by the way. It's like, oh, right. now I'm complete. I have com- <laughs> you completely lost it. Then you had your opportunity to, to get it all out, be right. done with no, it, and never gonna come say on. it's over. And you said it was, and you didn't. You actually had many more things that you were hiding, and right. that that's the problem. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because. If it's transparent, we know it's like, okay, you're, you're stepping on line. It's like, oh, crap, I better get back in line quickly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not such sure. a big correction to get back in line. But the, to your the point, interesting the thing, money though, does is, is, is sometimes it's transparent and people just don't care. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> that's true too. And, and I think that, unfortunately, is just as, as bad. And so that's why I, I, mean, I agree with you. Transparency is always good. Um, but sometimes you people get in a situations uh, where even when they're transparent, you know, cause it's, it, again, it's a lot of moving parts, just like we're talking yeah. about with all these other things. There's so many moving parts that 
you know, there could be a power thing and it's like, well, we're going to take this money and we're going to do this with it. And uh, everybody, are you okay with that? Well, yeah, my livelihood's tied to you. So therefore I'm okay with anything because I'm glad you're only taking 10% rather than 25%. And, and so I always think that it's complicated. Um, yeah. <laughs> I always think that, uh, uh, but if you watch the money, then it, you can kind of see at least where things are going. Well, that's you where you see the corruption in. is. Yeah. Right? Like the yeah. point is you end up following the money trail to find the corruption. Mm-hmm. However, if that was transparent, it's like everything was out on the books is like, we're BP. We just gave these people all these raises, even though we cost you guys all this money. Right. You know what I mean? Like sure. we actually shared that information. It would be right. like, we'd have a different voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, to your point, you're right. The money is where it is. And look, we could talk money has. Yeah. It gets, it gets, and that's organized religion. I always think that's the problem with it for me is, is, is the money aspect of things. And then, and then this kind of total dependence that, that they preach total dependence. They, they realize everybody's not going to be there. Right. There's always a spectrum. There's always a, a, a variance, but, they still preach it because they want to have people on that end of the scale. You know what I mean? Because they're going to be the ones that will, you know, do whatever needs to be done at the time it needs to be done for them. And I'm like, you know, you know, can't we be in the middle and just preach to the middle a little bit more because that's really where most people are. Um, But no, they never want to do that necessarily. Right. Um, Yeah. They, they speak a lot more about tolerance than they actually deliver it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. My father is highly religious in his own, he has his own faith. And my father is a remarkable individual. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've got stories about him and my parents. I mean, my parents met here, but but my mom escaped East Germany in 1953, but for the wall went up with my grandfather and the family. Right. We talked about it on the other show and my dad left Hamburg you know, walked with his family and, and came, came to America alone and they met here. It's crazy. I'm so blessed to be here. Yeah. And, and the thing is like, he was, he's super religious. I want to say he has a personal faith that is extremely strong. You would think he's a good man. Right. And then in 2016, he voted for a guy who said, grab him by the, (laughs) so ideologically speaking, like, some things you just can't get over because to him, the thought of going the other way right. was so atrocious. Yeah. Unfortunately, for me, to give up one, they're all terrible. So that's fine. what's that called? He's willing to give up one. Yeah. But he's willing to give up one, uh, you know, what is it called? One ethic the less for another. To, lesser of two evils. Yeah. Or the, uh, right. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. how can you justify that? That's like the most not good godlike thing to say. Yeah. yeah you're going to actually, it's not even abstaining. He actually cast the vote for the person. Right. So it's like, it's, there's a little, even a little more of a like, you know, step there. Yeah. So we all are, to your point, we kind of all uh, have limits to which we give in or which we would bend the knee, I guess, in a way. Right. Yeah. No, definitely. And yeah, we're uh, human. Yeah. And, and unfortunately we're extremely flawed and uh, those flaws come out in different ways every day, it seems like. But um, let me, uh, uh, 
we need to wrap up here just a little bit because I have uh, things that I have to go do. But <laughs> yeah, thank you for the conversation. Uh, by the way, no, I'm sorry but, we got uh, some weird vortex vortices, but we're going to talk again. So. No, no, tell me, tell us, tell people a little bit about. I mean, if if you want, where they can find other uh, of your shows, which I've got it on the screen here. But uh, why don't you yeah, talk so, about it a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So basically, it's knocked conscious. I also had a show called Beer Googles. Double E, double O, double G. And that was basically where we got drunk with my buddy and we used to look up random stuff on the internet. So it's like beer goggles, but Google. <laughs> we had fun with it. Uh, we don't, I don't have that anymore because he stepped away and he moved, but he's a great guy, still still good friends. But anyway, started doing my own thing. I've gotten a little bit anti-war, so I've gotten a little bit more libertarian and li- uh, just more um, middle of the road minded, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Trying to be apolitical, being extremely apolitical in a weird way, like politically apolitical, if that makes sense. Um, so I, I just had a conversation on Monday with the libertarian presidential candidate, for example. Oh, right. so, yeah. You mentioned yeah. that when we talked uh, before. Yeah. Yeah. Really exciting. So you can catch me on knockedconscious.com. Um, I'm on Twitter at Mark Sean Poles. It's my full name. I probably should change it back to Mark Poles or something. Cause it's okay. <laughs> no, I just, but, don't um, want to say <laughs> it's okay, Bob. You, I love the questions and you're calling me out <laughs> on my stuff, man. But, um, uh, YouTube is also knocked conscious and, uh, my name's Mark and I, I like having conversations with a lot of people about a plethora of different topics. I will talk about anything. And if you look at my headline, I had a presidential nominee. I just had the guy, the lead singer of Weedus. I had Michael Jackson's nephew. I had the guy who took the first picture of the Hubble telescope. Like, you know, it's like stuff like that. It's just weird, interesting people that I find fascinating. And I just go into rabbit holes. And when you come on, we're definitely going into dimensions, sir. <laughs> yeah oh no i'm i'm all up for it so and, well, and thank, thank you. you so much i'm rarely on this side of the microphone i feel so awkward and i probably feel extra rambly but i don't you oh, know no, this isn't the side i'm usually on i usually like asking the question <laughs> did fantastic well mark uh, uh thank you for being on here and uh and yes i'm i'm anxiously awaiting to talk about dimensions on not conscious and and um, maybe some other things. Who knows? We'll see where it takes us. But uh, for this one, we'll call it a wrap. And we'll see you all next time. Thank you so much, guys. Take care.